Hello, everyone. It's Mikhail with the podcast here, uh, Decked Up, Scene Deck Podcast. Uh, I'm very honored today to have a very, very special guest, none other than Fan the Deck. Dude, how are you doing? How's it going? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm surviving. My kids are driving me crazy. So is my <laughs> wife. So, hey. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. I've been there with the kids driving me crazy all the time. Yep. All the time. It is so <laughs> funny because like I have so many people that tell me they're like, they're like, oh, Mikhail, you look tired because you got circles in your eyes. I'm like, yes, I have children. <laughs> That's why. They're like, oh, you should rest. Rest right. and children does not go hand in hand. So N- not at all. I wasn't this great before my second child. It, it, the second child did it. Dude, I, I had hair. Like I envy you. <laughs> like like I, I went from having hair to like after this one, I went completely bald. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Kids will do that. They'll they'll age you very quickly. And you know what's so interesting is like I have a lot of um a lot of comments on my Steam Night videos and my Discord. People are like, Oh, you know, you have all this time to play games and I'm like, what time mm. to play games? Like <laughs> outside of what I'm reviewing and occasionally what I this this one yes this this small one right here mm-hmm. I, I probably get like maybe an hour or two hours to myself right. every day but right it's like beyond that it's like no it's an like, hour you, you or two one okay. one to two hours sounds right like i usually play around i was just on with nerdness and we were talking about this i usually play like before bed i would say yeah and that, that's about what i get maybe an hour two hours on the weekend sure a little bit more but that's how I, that's how I play my game. So it takes me, you know, a good week and a half to beat a 10-hour game easily. The I, I'm right there with you cuz so for me I think the time I can play something is usually 10 o'clock at night to maybe 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. like I had to catch myself because I can get really into a game. So uh, one of the games I've been getting really into right uh, lately has been uh, Triangle Strategy since the, mm. the PC port. And uh, I'll get really into that. And I'll look up and it's like one I'm like, crap, okay, I need to <laughs> stop. Because I'm like, my kids are going to be up at 530. Because I don't right. know why. They Always. just get 530. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. So I need to at least get a little bit of sleep. But then this one, she likes to get up all throughout the night because she's always looking for me i'm like oh okay <laughs> right i'm over here just just turn over anyway right <laughs> so how far are you into triangle strategy i have i would say about 16 hours in it so far oh yeah and uh i'm really enjoying i'm really enjoying the story uh, i love the voice cast i i yeah. miss like the tactical RPGs from like the nineties and the early two yeah. thousands. It seems like we've gone so long without it, but like this year we've got deal field Chronicle. We got triangle strategy. We got, yeah. uh, was it uh, Mario rabbits sparks of hope, yeah. which kind of got announced out of nowhere. And then, um, the other one, like I'm actually working on a review for this cause it's coming out within the next two or three weeks, but, uh, tactics reborn. Tactics over. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's that that's that game's amazing and uh <laughs> hopefully we get an actual new game instead of another re- remake i think this is the third third remake of the or second remake of the first oh, the, super nintendo yeah. game yeah and then this one is just like the psp port but yeah because the okay because this one is the one that that uh yeah the what's the subtitle for it on psp uh like l-u-c-t Something yeah, like let's clean together or something. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what this is. This is the PSP one, kind of remade for Ups. modern. Yeah. Okay. And then they changed changed some of the art style around, and then uh, other than that, it's it's pretty much the same game. It, but you know, um, a phenomenal tactical strategy game. If you guys haven't played it, I would definitely say try it out. Uh, Tactics Ogre is phenomenal. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, Theofield Chronicle is the one that I want to play. I played the demo. I played that for, I don't know how long the demo is, but I want to say I played it for like one or two hours. Um, felt like Valkyria Chronicles to me. I don't know if that's the right kind of touchstone, but that's what it felt like to me. I, you know, and it's kind of interesting because uh, I, I think I talked to Steam Deck HQ. And they were asking me how it was because they were saying like they saw a lot of negative feedback for that game. And I'm like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, 
negative feedback for it, but you know, I, I played it and beat it. And to me, it's, it's really good. It's, I feel like it's kind of an amalgamation of like Final Fantasy tactics and yeah. in a bit, like a little like command and conquer kind of like mm, Starcraft. Yeah. Cause it's the real, the time. real time. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, because it's been so long since we've had anything that's like real time that a lot of people may not be familiar with that style of uh, strategy RPG, but it's really good. The voice act is, it's kind of yeah. easy. I will say that. Okay. That's good to know. But, um, you know, for a good 20, 30 hours, it's, it's really good. It ends on a, a bit of a cliffhanger. I ain't going to spoil anything, but I hope they continue that series. Yeah. All right. Well, that's one for me to pick up. I haven't bought it yet. I just, you know, like you said, don't have the time, but that's what I want to <laughs> dig into. So, so what are some games that, uh, you're, uh, currently playing? Yeah. So I am into Cultic right now. Mm-hmm. So Cultic right now, the release that they did, a lot of these like retro shooters, they they take a while to fully release. They'll do like an early access or something like that, and it'll be an it'll be an early access for a year or two years. But the way they did Cultic is that they did the release for the first chapter. So you can mm-hmm. buy it's it's more episodic, right? You can buy the first chapter for ten dollars. And it reminds me a lot of um, Blood, the like the build engine shooter around the time of Duke Nukem, just a year or oh, two yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's so good, and it has this like a uh, like at, like atmosphere of uh, trying to infiltrate a cult and trying to figure out what's going on, and yeah, it's really cool. I like that one, and then the one that I just finished a little bit ago um, was Hack. It's a 2D Metroidvania. Oh, I and yeah. Yeah, it's good. It it surprised me. So they have really good like movement mechanics with like the innate way dash at some point. Um, mm-hmm. they've got like uh, different ways to kind of knock down doors and things like that. Oh, and hacking, they've got hacking in that. And uh, I don't I don't want to say there's a piece there that I don't quite want to spoil. But I'll say that uh, it's easy to come up on the end of the game and not realize you're at the end of the game. <laughs> you, you can still go back and do everything you need to do, but I kind of just came up at the end of the game and I was like, "Whoa, that's weird." And then I got I got a bad ending, but then I went and <laughs> went back and did all the things. Okay, okay, I'm gonna definitely have to to add that to my list. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm under the impression you like um, games that more so harken back to like the '90s or so. Like, do you would would you say it's accurate, or do you also like it, prefer like a lot of modern stuff? I like everything, but I do focus more on indie games. I think that's what it is. Right? Is I like stuff that was made by smaller teams and just, you know, like that little thing on hack where it's like a little bit different than other Metroidvanias, right? You don't get that necessarily a lot in the bigger releases where it's just a little bit off the beaten path. Um, Sometimes you do for sure, but that's what I like is just kind of being surprised by by games sometimes. And I, I feel like indie games do that really, really well. Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, I fully agree with you because I feel like a lot of the mainstream and AAA games at this point, I feel like you kind of know what you're going to get. Like, it's routine because they're playing it very safe. Like, I, I yeah, I, I, you know, I've said this to uh, some of my viewers before, but I, I miss the era of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s, and even the mid 2000s when companies were willing to take chances and yeah. do something different. You get a sequel that's almost entirely different than the original game was, but like now it's, it's more iterative. It's more of uh, yeah. you know, okay, we're going to tweak this little thing here. So like I, I'm currently reviewing uh, the modern warfare two and I enjoy mm. it, but there's nothing that's like starkly different from what we got last year with Vanguard or right. we got with like, Modern Warfare from what, the uh, twenty nineteen. So it, it's <laughs> I en- I enjoy it, but it's like it's very routine, and I, I love how indie developers they're willing to just take a concept and run with it. 
Like we've yeah. we're seeing so many now with um that are similar to uh was it Mario uh was it Paper Mario? So there's uh Yeah, that's true. Outward Outward Bound Ghost and uh there's another one coming up that's in the same art style and they're willing to innovate, you know, yep. in ways that AAA companies are not. I mean, we're seeing even with God of War, Ragnarok, people are saying, oh, yeah, this is a PlayStation 4 game. Oh, this is clearly <laughs> an upgrade yeah. to, uh, what was it, 2018's 2018? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not anything majorly different. And I'm like, I, 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 I wish companies would take more chances. But I get it. Yeah. I, I, I get why they don't. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think even even outside of just innovation, it's just like it's replacing the double A, right? Like everybody is like, "Where's the double A? Where's the double A?" It's it's in the indie games because there's it doesn't it, even when it's not innovative, it's usually something that doesn't necessarily appeal to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you get. And I love God of War, and I'm looking forward to God of War Ragnarok. But what you get with a game like that is it's something that's going to appeal to like every single person. But you see um, indies, and it's like uh, there's the one Animutationum that looks like Fear Effect, in, yeah. like art style wise. And you know, Fear Effect was one of those games that like really resonated with some people, and then other people was like, eh, I can take it or leave it, right? And that's what that's what you get with this stuff is stuff that like some people are a little cool on it, and then a lot of people are really into it. Oh, Anarchy Reigns. Do you remember that? Like Platinum Games? Yeah, yeah. That's another one, right? Like <laughs> stuff like that that's just like out of left field. Like why would you make this? But it's fun. And um, man, speaking of Fear Effect, did you see the trailer for the the reboot that they're working on? I, I've, I, I heard that they announced it, but I have not seen the trailer. Is it good? It got a lot of backlash from from okay. fans of the the series because uh, they're like, "Oh, this seems like a generic third person shooter," and I'm like, "That's what I don't want." It's like these these companies are they're if you're gonna reboot a game or re or bring back an old <laughs> franchise, keep some aspects or the majority of the aspects of what made it good. Like Fear Effect was way ahead of its time. It still looks good today if you, if you play it, but like. I think trying to make it, you know, X number generic third person shooter at this point just defeats the purpose. Because they Agreed. didn't they release one um, about four or five years ago. Fear Effect Sedna was an indie developed game, and people didn't yes. like that either. Yes, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, so maybe well, that's like, what happened. I, that didn't get good reception and now they're going for kind of like that homogenous thing, right? Like go back to go, go to something that usually works. Uh, speaking of, um, uh, so, so where are some upcoming games that you're, you're definitely looking forward to playing, uh, in the coming months. So Ragnarok is up there. I don't, I don't play my PlayStation five anymore. So I'm wondering whether or not I'm going to fire it up for Ragnarok. Will I buy it on PlayStation 5 or will I just wait for the inevitable PC release? So we'll see with that. Um, I haven't played Mario Rabbids yet because I went, I started, I had a trip last week. So I was traveling when it dropped. So I still want to get to that. That was one of my favorite games on the Switch, the original. Um, And then I'm looking at, excuse me, Faith, which just came out. So I'm going to pick that up. Faith is by the uh, people that made Dusk and a medieval, the publisher new blood. Mm -hmm. That's their name. So I'll pick that up. But yeah. What are you looking forward to? Uh, So for me, I'm looking forward to the uh, crisis core reunion. So Final Fantasy seven crisis core reunion. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't. Know, I don't know if you could hear her. She, she was. I heard a little bit this time, yeah. But yeah, yeah Crisis Core looks a lot of fun. Yeah, that that one. I, I'm kind of split on that one because I enjoyed the original voice cast, and I'm not yeah. a big fan of the new voice for Zach. I don't think he nails that character Got as it. well as the original did. Um, which I, I thought I was alone in that, but there's a lot of people who they're like, can we just get the original track and, and just have the new <laughs> graphics? Like, yes, that's what I want. But uh, yeah, funny. so 
So Crisis Core, uh, I'm also looking forward to Sonic Frontiers. I'm a little salty about that because, mm-hmm. okay, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk story. Let's talk yeah. story. I don't care if I upset Sega with this, but I've worked with Sega reviewing their games since 2015. And so like almost every major game that they've released, I've covered and for Sonic Frontiers, they had an event that they had. They flown creators and, and press from all over the world to this event. Do you know what this event was? Mm-mm. What was it? It was out. It was out here in Hawaii. No way. Yeah, it was this past weekend. I didn't get an invite. Oh no! And I'm like. <laughs> Like, and I didn't even know it was happening because when I was talking to the Sega PR person, they were like, they're like, yeah, you know, uh, if there's anything that, um, they're like, you know, we'll, we'll take care of you. If there's anything we're going to do regarding Sonic, you know, you get your review copy and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I see, um, there's a YouTuber, uh, some call me Johnny. And then like, uh, some of the folks, uh, from Good Vibes Gaming posting about the trip. And I'm like, what trip? And then like, one of the guys uh, from Good Vibes Gaming, he's like, oh, Mikhail, I was shocked that you weren't there. I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, because I, I thought I'd run into you. I'm like, and I looked and saw, I was like, okay. So they had a three-day event from Friday oh, my goodness. to Monday morning. Yep. I could have went. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. It it does. It does. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't like because they 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 got everyone hotel rooms and they got them like you know like you know like spending money. They can do whatever they want to do out here. And I'm like, you wouldn't have even had to have done that, right? Because I'm like, I could just get. I could. You should. Yeah, it's too bad you didn't know in advance because I'm sure you could have tried crashing it, just showing up and seeing what happens. You know, so I I started to think of if it was like a a situation where is it like based around like, oh, is it the subscribers count? You know, because a lot of companies, they do look view count, subscribers and such like that. But then when I saw they had a YouTuber that had like 2000 subscribers that they flew Mm -hmm. out there from from the East Coast. I'm like, are you serious? From the East Coast? From the East Coast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I get being salty. I'd be salty. I'd be a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> just just sure. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Cause I, I heard it was good. Everyone who plays it is, it, it gave them that Sonic Adventure, uh, Sonic Adventure 2 feeling. And I'm like, we haven't had that in a while. So I'm, I'm looking yep. forward to that. And, uh, other than that, um, there's two other games. Uh, it's River City Girls 2. Uh, I'm looking forward yep. to that. Yep. And also uh, from the same developer from WayForward is uh, Aero, uh, was it uh, Ruby Aerofell, which is okay. going to be like a 2D beat-em-up Metroidvania-style game. Definitely mm-hmm. looking forward to that. And I'm not I, even a fan of Ruby, but I like <laughs> That doesn't sound familiar, and I love everything WayForward does, so I need to look that up. Yeah, they they've been like stealth, like teasing that for months. Like they'll just they'll put a oh. post and they they don't put any attention towards it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, okay, but yeah, right, it's I'll, uh, it, it looks it good. Like if you played, um, I want to say it's it looks like it plays like a cross between the Mummy Demastered and mm. um, Dust and Elysian Tale. It looks like a cross I remember between that. those two. Okay, so I'll check it out. And um, yeah, so on beat em ups, because you're looking forward to River City Girls 2, what is your favorite like recent beat em up? Because there's, you know, the Streets Rage. What was the one that came out this year? Those, oh, Turtles, of course. Yeah, yeah we so. had t- Turtles. Uh, so one of my favorite ones uh, to come out in recent years was um, The Takeover. I like okay. that one. That was, uh, I think it was, was it Matt McGustles? That was a game he created. And I liked it because it was the evolution to me of what Streets of Rage 
for like the direction it should have went in. I, I like Streets of Rage Four. Is do. that I the? Think it's, is that the one that did the same studio do that? No, the, it, okay. well, it, the the only carryover from Streets of Rage that they had was they had Yuzo Kushiro. Okay, because uh, he he did a majority of the OST, but then but beyond that, like it plays like an evolved Streets of Rage two, and yeah. uh, you know they added in a, a lot of different mechanics like um, gunplay. You know, you, you pick mm-hmm. up ammo and such. Um, graphically, I th- thought it was really good. And, um, yeah, it, 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 that was one of my favorite ones. Another one was um, Fighting Rage from that's, uh, Simple that's Fighters. The one I was, that's the one right there. I love that one. I got to yeah. interview uh, Simple Fighter, and, man, like, the to, to find out, he made it was just him for 10 years one making person? that game. Yeah. Jesus. And like he never thought he'd get the opportunity to put it to consoles. And then when he got approached uh, by, I forget the name of the studio, but, and they were willing to do all the, the lifting to get it mm-hmm. on the consoles. I was like, man, that game, that game is phenomenal. And it's always on sale. And a lot of people don't play it. I'm like, you should play that game. It's so good. Yep. If you're <laughs> watching this and you don't have Fight and Rage, wait for the next. There's probably, there's a sale right now on steam the halloween sale it's probably on sale right now so yeah look it up buy it highly recommend it so uh speaking of with uh with steam deck how how do you feel steam deck uh for you personally has changed your gaming preference like I know you said earlier you, you you're not really playing your PlayStation Five. I don't either. Mine's right now is a dedicated <laughs> Badanamu and and Coco Melon player. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know the pain. Yeah. So uh, before the Steam Deck, I had a GPD One Max. So I like was already sort of into handheld PCs, and and that's that's where I was already doing that. Right. Like I was already. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really gaming on the big screen. When I was playing Ratchet and Clank, I was remote playing from my GVD1 Max into the <laughs> PS5 because it's just more convenient for me. Um, but the thing that the GPD1 Max didn't have was a proper trackpad or gyro. Mm-hmm. So that, like that, the fact that I can play shooters now on a handheld PC has changed everything. Like, it, it's not that it's my favorite genre. It's just a genre that I've had to neglect the most before the Steam Deck that I really love. So I've jumped into that heavy. I have like, I do hot swapping with SD cards. I don't mind. I have like an emulation card. I have like a AAA card. The AAA card I use a lot for like my benchmarking and stuff like that when I'm making that sort of video. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I have a I have a boomer shooter card. So I have stuff like <laughs> Forgive Me Father, Dusk, uh, Cultic. All that stuff is on there. So that I would say that's a big factor in how I'm playing now and just using Steam input a lot more. Okay. Yeah, and just, um, it, you know, you see a, a lot of the comparisons uh, of the Steam Deck and the Switch. Um, do you feel that they're competing? I feel like they they are and they aren't. They're not really going after right. the same demographic, right? Competing, no. I, I I just made a video right where we're talking about uh, RGT made a video saying that every Switch owner needs a Steam Deck, and his main point is that if you have the Switch and you like the Switch, you're going to like the Steam Deck, and I agree with that. I think there's a lot of like jumping points to compare the switch and a steam deck the fact that they're really just the fact that they're hybrid right they're both portable and dockable that and that alone is reason to compare the two and reason to kind of see that the in my mind that the steam deck exists in part due to the switch Uh, yeah so and, and i don't think they have to compete i I looked at, I sort of analyzed the sales that the Steam Deck has at like a million, you know, we, we found out that they passed a million units and I compared that to other stuff based on either proxy data that we have or actual data that we have. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they are doing as well as like the Vita was doing or the Dreamcast was doing. And those were like 
failures, quote unquote, right, of a console. Yeah. Um, but also, Steam Deck doesn't have they they're dealing with supply issues. They're only out in four regions. They're not a console, so, or in that way, right? <laughs> so, I think a million sales compared to that is great. And then you compare it to any like graphics graphics card, and it looks like by the time the Steam Deck is done selling, by the the life cycle's done, it'll have outsold like any given RTX card, whether it's RTX 3080, 4080, 2070, not to mention the like Radeon cards. It's going to outsell that easily. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. Cause I, I, we, we were talking about that, that, uh, RGT 85 video and it's very, you know, and I, I agree with a lot of points he, he was making in a video and I, and I definitely agree with you. Like by the time this life cycle is done, it's going to outsell all the RTX cards, you know, hands down. Yeah. The, the funny thing is like when I see the narrative, people try to push about, you know, it's a switch killer and switch games run better on it. I'm like, I'm wondering, I'm like, have you tried to emulate some, some switch games? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've had comments, um, usually replying to other comments where it's like, you haven't tried tweaking it. If you try tweaking it, you would know that actually it runs great and runs better than it does on the switch. And I'm like, uh, no, I wouldn't say that it does. <laughs> there, you know, like there are the the indie games, which I support like playing those, right? Like um, uh, what was it? Crash team racing, not indie, but crash team racing doesn't exist on PC. Emulate mm-hmm. that bad boy. Um, it right. Have to, yeah. It doesn't just have to be the Nintendo exclusives, the Nintendo published games. But at the same time, some of those games are not either not going to work like cruising. Cruising doesn't work for me on either mm-hmm. Yuzu or Ryujinx. Um, and then there are other games that are just not going to run as well. You still play, um, I don't know, Mario and Rabbits, the latest one, or the Kirby game from last year or earlier this year, whatever it was. Either way, they was it, it doesn't necessarily. Pl- <laughs> it was this year. It was this year. My, yeah. It kind of came and went. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, Kirby still doesn't run a hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, so it's the few games I've gotten to like really run decent on it. Uh, I would say like Live Alive, which struggled for a bit until like a recent update uh, for the Yuzu uh, emulator, but like that runs pretty okay. Metroid Dread runs really good really really good i'm shocked so i was like yeah. okay let me just put all my metroid games on my steam deck even the amtr uh I, I got that on there um prime hacks if you haven't tried prime hacks you want to try the metroid prime trilogy best way to play it uh other than Agreed. keyboard and mouse the only one i'm i have a, a tr- like trouble trying to run is metroid other m but i mean that game's anyway <laughs> excuse me I haven't, I haven't tried running it on Steam Deck now that you mention it. But yeah, that I'll have to try it. I feel like it had issues just early on in the Wii emulator, Dolphin. It had, it's had issues for some time. Uh, of course, you know, Dolphin's been around yeah. for a long time, so it got fixed. But I can see <laughs> how on lower hardware you'd have those same issues come back up. And generally, like, I, I try to tell people when it comes to emulating on the Steam Deck, like, I mean, for the most part, anything Wii U it seems to run Wii U really well. Yeah, you know, so Wii, Wii U down to some PlayStation Three titles, mostly two D ones I'd stick with, or early PlayStation Three titles. Even then, I'm kind of like, eh. Metal Gear Solid Collection actually runs really good. Oh. Okay, so that I, I can vouch for that. But you know, anything below that. Well, I say Wii U and and not including PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, but, you know, like that prior gen to that, I would say it's fine. Like I've right. had literally no issues running any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's interesting the conversation of, you know, the constant. And I, I feel like not throwing shade but like i feel like a lot of the bigger youtubers kind of started that because like the comparisons are kind of their form factor size and yeah. it's you know it, it, it generates clicks because when that, yeah 
you know, like I, I was saying um, to, to James, the games revealed uh, last week when I had him on the show was, um, you know, for a lot of us who started covering Steam Deck before the bigger YouTubers jumped on it, like you, me, Bill, him, uh, High Tech Low Life, uh, and a couple others, yeah. we were covering it before it became trending. Like now it's like the yeah. trending topic because everyone else was like, they thought it was going to fail. And, and the, the common comparison was like, oh, the, the, the valve, was it a Steam controller, the Steam machine? Like they were always looking, oh, the Steam link as well. Yep. They, they was always looking at like, okay, these past valve devices didn't work, but those past devices led us to where we're at now. For sure, for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of reason to be skeptical, not necessarily to doubt it, but just be, it was uncertain, right? Yeah. Um, And I think the time that I started my channel was when people were getting dev kits. And so once I saw people getting dev kits, I I could see that my expectations and my thoughts were matching up with the developers trying it. And they were like, yeah, th- it does what I expect it to. It actually plays my games. I might have to tweak a little bit here and there. Cloud saves work. Suspend resume just works. Uh, and graphic or hardware-wise, it's it's competent enough to to actually handle games like, I forget what was one of the early ones. I feel like Resident Evil uh, Village or maybe the one before that, Resident Evil 7, was one of the big ones that people were playing and were saying, it works. It works well. So that was very like reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. And and it also just goes to show like you can have the form factor or close enough of a form factor to like the Nintendo switch and be able to have power and performance as well. Like, is it going to be able to drive, you know, 4k 16 and portable form factor? I really don't think any device (laughs) is going to be able to do that realistically. I mean, 1440p, even with that, I mean, even when you get the gaming phones to be able to run mobile games in 1440p, that's still going to be a battery killer. But being able to play AAA games in a portable device without the compromises that you're getting on the Switch, and and I love the Switch, I do. But when I have the choice now of getting a game on a Valve or a Steam Deck and playing on Steam Deck or getting on the Switch... Getting on the Steam Deck. I want my 60 frames per second. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But So here we are falling into the trap too, right? Like we're back to (laughs) compete. But that's the thing. I think like they don't don't compete like in stores, right? On on average, the person that's going to go get a Switch isn't going to go get a Steam Deck. The person that's going to go get a Steam Deck isn't necessarily going to go get a Switch. But like for you and me, when we play our games, we pick up our games. It's competing for our attention. So we're going to pick one up over the other. And for me, yeah, it's Steam Deck every time because not just the convenience, but that's where I, that's also where I prefer to have my library of games. So I have my indie games and, you know, just in terms of backwards and forwards compatibility, depending on what we're talking about, I, I like to have, I like to know that the game I have now is going to be playable on hardware that I'm going to own five years from mm-hmm. now. And that's just one of the things like that, you know, Valve and the Steam Deck just have over, you know, every other platform that's out there. Because you look at it with, the, I guess, a slight exception I can give to to Xbox because at least they have been trying to stick with backwards compatibility since the 360, which is not something PlayStation doesn't really, I don't believe they really value it. Jim Ryan doesn't seem to really care about yeah. backwards compatibility. Nintendo yeah. is kind of like, nope. This is a new device. Buy it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, buy <laughs> your Super Nintendo games all over again for the fifth time or whatever it is. It's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. And then the, the whole yeah. Switch tax of yeah, this game is like oh, dude. And I review Near Automata on the Switch, and like <laughs> one comment I made was that yeah, it's cool that I'm playing it on the Switch. But my preferred way with better performance is on the Steam Deck. And I, I know I fell into the trap. But because I said that, man, people <laughs> were so mad at me. They were and, like, yeah. yeah, but, you know, the, it just proves that the, the Switch is powerful enough to run a modern AAA game. And I'm like, this game came out five, <laughs> almost six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Listen, this, the switch hardware is really impressive and yeah. you know, to, to this day, you're still going to get better battery life than you are on the steam deck. So it, it's great, but it's also run its course. Like everyone agrees yeah. <laughs> it's run its course. We're ready for <laughs> switch to just please figure it out. Do something. I'm worried about like NVIDIA and their, relationships with other vendors it seems like everyone that works with nvidia eventually drops nvidia so yeah I'm, yeah I'm worried about what that means for the next switch or the next nintendo console but figure it out nintendo please get, get us something one of the things i'm really concerned about when it comes to like nintendo is with the exception of the nes to the super nintendo they've not been very good with their successor consoles to something that sold well. 64 yeah. flopped. GameCube loved the GameCube <laughs> flopped. Wii yeah. successful. They did really well with it. Too much shovelware though. Wii U terrible marketing. People were like, what is this? Right. You know? And it's like the switch you've, you've got that momentum. Make a pro if they, if they just made a pro device. And I, I feel like, architecture wise i think the steam deck can be like a, a basis for what they could do with mm-hmm. a, a switch Two or switch pro or whatever the next console i just think nintendo just they're comfortable right now and they're like oh we're doing well we don't need yeah to uh make a new one yeah you do because mm-hmm. it's getting to a point how many games now we get what uh th- that are doing cloud versions and that's just that's showing you right the limitations of the hardware. I mean, that was it. The Alan Wake port was apparently terrible. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that's a game from like, what, over a decade ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing that got me, the thing that got me was, um, it was a port. I, I used to listen to the waypoint podcast a lot and I just fell out of it just because of time. It's still a great podcast. Um, but they were talking about the port of boomerang X and how, you know, which is an indie first-person shooter. And they said it plays great on PC. It plays great on, you know, low-spec hardware. But it plays terribly on Switch. Like, this is a game that you want to be at 60 FPS. And it's not running at 60 FPS on Switch. And I was like, yeah. There's no there's no reason for me to get this on a Switch. And it's a low-spec, comparatively, it's a low-spec game. It's not a AAA game. It's an indie, low-poly and I can't buy it on Switch. I got to buy it on PC. Yeah. I, I agree. That was a great podcast. I fell out of it, too. The same reasons you used time. But, yeah, yeah, like that, the, the Switch port for that is just, like, why? Like, it, I'm wondering, is it optimization or they? it's just the hardware is just. Because yeah. we see like the difference between games Nintendo makes versus third party. Nintendo knows how to optimize their games to look the best and run the best. Yeah. Uh, but like we just, you know, when I see people say like they want Red Dead Redemption 2 on the Switch, I'm like, that's never going to happen unless we get a cloud <laughs> version. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5, that, that's also not going to happen on the <laughs> Switch. I, I get um, the argument though that it was on the 360 or not 360. It was on Xbox One. It was on PS4. So you would think you could take those versions and put them on the Switch, but no, it was right. It was on 360. It, GTA was 5 it? was. GTA 5 was on how many? Yeah, on 360. Wait, oh my god, what? dude, for Xbox? real? Yeah, because so- it was on three different generations, right? <laughs> and we've never gone that long with like a grant that like the gap between. Like Grand Theft Auto's has never been this big. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, bananas. But yeah, <laughs> so I I get that argument. Um, I think in the case of something like Boomerang X, yeah, there's probably lots of optimizations that could have been made. I mean, I don't going back to throwing shade. I don't want to throw shade at Unity because Unity the engine because I want developers to just make games, right? Like if Unity helps you make a game and actually get it out there onto steam onto switch whatever then do that at the same time games with unity sometimes it seems like you know at least the the ones that you'd expect to run better because they're low poly or something like that they they still have issues because they have some you know just the overhead of using unity so mm-hmm. i think boomerang used unity boomerang x 
and Coltig has a similar issue where Coltig, I've, I think it was in the second map. Hopefully, hopefully they fixed this by now, but in the second map, I get down to 40 FPS on the steam deck. It's this wide, yeah, I know, right? It's this wide wow. open area and you expect the whole game to run at 60 FPS, but in this area, it runs at 40 FPS and I'm like, this is, that's not good. The rest <laughs> of the game seems to be smooth, but just that area was really frustrating. Um, there's another game that came out. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was, uh, it was an RPG, the crystal something. I, I can't think of the name of it, but I originally got a review copy of it on the switch and it was God awful. It <laughs> ran like, yeah, it was hot garbage. Yeah. And it's like, even with all the updates, they couldn't get it. To, and it was running on the Unity engine as well. Like it, it just didn't run well. But then when I played on the PlayStation you know, Five, I played it on uh, the Series X, and I also played on Steam Deck. It runs fine, right? And it's yeah. it's not a graphically demanding game, but it's just it's like okay, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just that like something like Unity, it takes up some minimum amount of your resources, and you have a lot more headroom on something like a PS Five, but. That, at least that's how I see it from from what I've seen so far. So, yeah, it gets rough. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> devs can actually like mitigate that and actually figure out the optimizations for those those things. How do you feel about like the massive support that uh, Sony? Well, yeah, Sony and I guess uh, Square Enix and other companies have been giving towards. Steam Deck, like with uh, Final Fantasy VII Remakes uh, Steam yeah. debut, they showcased it on the Steam Deck. Like, what are your thoughts? I can gush over, uh, but I want to know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to hear what you think too. I love it, of course, um, and I, I want to see that window, that release window, specifically for like Sony games. I hope that that shrinks, right? Um, and if they do, because there were rumors about a launcher at some point, if they do a launcher. I would hope that they can figure out like cross buying or cross saves or something like that, because if anyone can do it, they can do it. Right. Like they have the resources for that. So I'd love to see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I really love it. There was something else I was going to say on that subject though. Let me think final fantasy remake. Yeah. I'm not sure, but yeah, I'd love to see the, the, the window shrink um, because I, we're just talking about Ragnarok, right? I want to I want to play that, but I want to wait for the PC release. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is that I you know, I feel like they're treating it like a platform unto itself, right? Like the Steam Deck is a platform and the PC is a platform, right? Like these are they're not different platforms, but they're they're treated kind of individually. So, there was something on I think it was on Gaming on Linux. I forget which game where they were like we're not going to support Linux but we support the steam deck and it's like, that kind of doesn't make sense. But at the same time, it kind of does, right? Like they know they can test against the steam deck. It's one single skew. And also it, it has a million potential users and that, that number is going to keep growing. So I can see that there's a financial incentive to test for this singular platform, even if you're not necessarily committed to Linux. So, I think they see it as as a platform, and they're all in, and I love to see that. Like it's it's really gotten to the point now where it's like people who are wanting Sony to make another dedicated handheld. I'm like, no, they don't need to. They realize that, you know, okay, we put it on Steam. Yeah, they have a big player base on the PlayStation, but at the same time, people have had a hard time due to the pandemic getting PlayStation Five. Yep. So it's like okay. Let's just put more support towards PC by proxy. Let's optimize them. Yeah. Like you said, like they're not going to support Linux, but let's optimize it with the Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a bit of a dichotomy, but like, you know, <laughs> that's more money that they're making because people don't understand when it comes to Sony, their main money makers are PlayStation and to an extent they're, I want to say they're uh, movie line. Like yeah. was it the Sony Sony Pictures? Like beyond yeah. that, they're not they're not making a lot of money. They're not as yeah. profitable yeah. as people think they are. Yeah. So you know, 
you know, why would they make another uh, another handheld? We've seen how Sony supports their handhelds. They don't. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah. If you want, if you want the Vita to get a Steam Deck, it's here. You got, right? you got Persona Four Golden. You've got Persona Five Royal. You've, you've got all of the the touchstones from the Vita on basically on the Steam Deck and more. This is it. Um. Other than that, though, um. You know, we we also got uh, a lot of Xbox, uh, like the Xbox Game Studios is supporting uh, Steam, which is interesting. You would like people also want Xbox to make a platform. It's like why when you can play your Xbox games on PC. So even they see, okay, let's just optimize our stuff. I think they've been making optimizations for uh, was a Halo Infinite and uh, also Master yeah. Chief Collection to run better on the Steam Deck. Gears Gears Five. Um, Killer Instinct runs really great on it. And it's like, I want more Xbox games, but they need to make more exclusives. <laughs> they barely make exclusives. But, That's um, the thing. They, they've had a, a lineup of exclusives that they should have released by now. But it's, it's yeah, it seems like they're still through going through the churn. So I think hopefully 2023 is the year where they release those games. But we'll see. And, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you know, the Steam Deck takes off a lot of the load for, you know, all these companies, indie companies. I mean, also that, like, speaking of indie companies, a lot of people don't understand, you know, these indie companies when they're making games, they don't oftentimes, if ever, have a budget for PR or marketing or anything. And they'll release their games on, you know, on Steam. And if they can possibly get it on the Switch, but because there's no marketing, a lot of these games go unplayed, and there's a lot of gems that a lot of people just they don't know about. You know, mm-hmm. um, Ar- Arafel is one. If you like old school RPGs, uh, oh, I haven't heard of uh, that one. Like, yeah, like if you like Luffy, the Lufia series, like Arafel is great. Um, uh, there's another one uh, that's coming out called Chained Echoes, which is if you love uh, Chrono Trigger, it's very similar to that. Um, was it, uh, something secret of Adam secrets of Adam? Like that's a really great RPG. Like in a lot of these titles, they just don't get any type of recognition. And yeah. so, um, I'm happy at the opportunities that, uh, the steam deck provides for these companies to, to, uh, get them in the hands of people. Cause there, a lot of these indie games aren't even coming to the switch. So there's that. And, um, oh. You know, I, the other thing I want to talk about is like the battery life because I see so many of the big YouTubers. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. shit on them, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But I kind of am at the same time. So it's like it, it's it, it's a it, yeah, it's it's a handshake and some shade thrown too. But I'm seeing <laughs> a lot of them. They talk about like how the uh, the battery life is terrible, and I admit it, but. It, it, it depends on what you're playing. And yeah. like, I see a lot of them, they do these, these videos and you don't see them ever talk about TDP settings or, you know, tinkering because they, they're not, yeah. they're not doing any of that. And I understand yeah. it's probably beyond what they know, but of course, if you're going to play a triple a game, especially like Elden ring or something, of course that's going to burn out your battery a lot right, quicker. Right. But if you're playing an indie game, or a double A game, or like right. a game from like maybe a generation or two ago, right. you're gonna get three to four, maybe five hours. It really depends. Sure. It, but you know, I feel like with them not saying that, it, you know, I get a lot in my comments that people are saying like, "Oh, the battery life is terrible." And I'm like, "Well, what are you doing with it?" <laughs> and so, so that because that conversation is not being had on the massive platforms. Yep. A lot of the general, you know, public opinion is this is what it is. When it's like that's that's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a lot of perspective, right? So for me, I could never play God of War in my hands before. So the fact that I could play it for an hour, and obviously it can get one and a half, two hours easy. But let's just use an hour as a baseline. The fact that I can play it for an hour is huge. I couldn't play it at all before in my hands, so now I can play it for an hour natively i'm not remote playing i don't need an internet connection i'm playing it natively for an hour so that's that's the perspective that i'm coming from but i'm also someone that that i'm not traveling very often i don't take you know 
I don't happen to take public transit because I'm, I work remotely, that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm playing at home. I'm playing on my couch. I'm playing on my bed. Not a big deal. If I need to plug in, I'm also playing like an hour at a time. We both have kids. So, so that's how it goes. <laughs> but I, I do get it too. If you're someone that either flies a lot or takes public transit a lot, or is just, you know, somewhere where you're waiting for a while out, outside and not necessarily near or don't want to plug in. So I get, you know, maybe you want the the three to four hours on the bigger releases, or you want the like eight hours on the, on the dead cells or something like that. So I get it. It's just not, that's not my, that's not how I play. So it's not, it doesn't come into my picture. Yeah. And it's also interesting too, because a lot of these, these same people seem to forget that when switch came out, the, First thing it was lambasted for is the battery life. <laughs> you know, trying to play Breath of the Wild, you That's weren't getting true. more than like an hour, maybe two on that back in the day before they did the was it the V two and then um, the the light and the OLED. So like people tend to forget, and that's, that's one of the things like I, I try to remind people like, hey, you know, this is just the first. This is the first generation of this product. Yeah. It's only going to get better. You know, uh, as far as battery life, screen. I know people want the OLED on the steam deck and I wouldn't mind it, but you also got to factor in that OLED is going to be brighter. It's going to, you know, you run the risk of burning. It's going to yep. burn through your battery a lot quicker. You know, it's, it's, there's just so many things that, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. When it comes to a revision, I, I mean, battery life is like the number one thing I would want, but I would, I would be okay with getting that at the expense of things like an OLED. Like I'm okay we don't we don't necessarily need uh 1440p or certainly not you know even higher than that um we don't necessarily need all that i i don't necessarily need an oled it would look beautiful it would be great but the first thing i want is better battery life yeah so uh speaking of accessories i know you've covered a ton on your channel uh, i've been uh, covering a lot um, at this point, uh, I, am not sure if you've been experiencing this, but I know for me, I've been getting a lot of emails from like third party companies to cover their docs. Yeah. And I'm kind of at a point now where I'm like, I can review it, but I've already got a ton of different docs, especially like JSOX. I've got the official one. I've got, uh, I think one from, uh, Ivalor. So anything else. It, to me, I feel like the conversation about Steam Deck docs is kind of like what you know. Outside of uh, the resolution thing, I saw um, Steam Deck HQ was talking about that on Twitter. But like outside of the ones that people know, all these third-party docs, they're not going to get the same type of recognition that because that the conversation I feel like kind of passed. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be rough for them. I, I yeah, of course I get the same emails and it's definitely got to be rough like I mean, JSOX came out guns blazing, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little stumped by them because and and, and I I've been sponsored, I am sponsored by JSOX disclaimer, but also I really like I wouldn't choose to be sponsored if I didn't like the product. And I'll be honest right. when I when they first sent me an email I was very skeptical and it showed in the emails that I emailed back to them. I'm like asking them questions that I wouldn't ask of like, you know, a, a anchor or, or some other like established brand, but I was mm -hmm. asking them these questions like, what's, what's this, what's that uh, to their credit. They answered me very nicely. And when I actually got the doc, I was like, Oh, this is good. It feels nice. Right? <laughs> it looks good. Um, I had a few small issues. I, my TV, it didn't output 4k. 4k 60 um the dock didn't output 4k 60 even though it should have just on mm -hmm. that specific model um so i disclosed that to them i disclosed that to the viewers but yeah they came out immediately with a good product at a good price and then everyone else had to play catch up and now the valve dock is out and yeah it's it's gotta be rough <laughs> i i'm with you i would i would review as many of them as i can i think Part of it too is that you said that conversation is is kind of done. 
I don't think that people are that interested in that conversation anymore. Like the viewers of our channels, I think you can spin, you can try to spin it to make people interested. Like I saw, um, Wolf then did a video that I was, I wanted to do, and maybe I'll still do it. It was, um, how does the switch deck, uh, how does the switch dock or the docking experience on the switch? I haven't actually watched it yet. Um, compared to the steam deck dock. So switch Mm. dock versus steam deck dock. Um, and that's a great idea. So you can try to spin it to get people interested. Um, but mostly if you're just kind of no nonsense, I don't think people are that interested in the doc conversation anymore. They, they either have one or they know what they're going to get. Um, I I know we're, we're coming up on our, our hard stop, uh, Mm. due to time, but I, I want to, I guess, before we go to the outro, I want to talk about that as far as like uh, making content revolving around the Steam Deck. There hasn't really been a lot of new news that has come out, in my opinion, within the last couple of weeks. I mean, outside of the updates and the Steam Deck dock, there's not really yeah, it's been anything. A two weeks. Yeah, you know, and I've had people ask like, okay, how come you haven't really made any videos? I'm like, outside of games to play on it and things you can do with it like there's really not a lot of things to talk about and i've had some some viewers say that like they want to make a channel dedicated to the steam deck and i want your opinion on this this is kind of what i said to them and i said that the steam deck was is a device you're gonna cover it at this point now, since it's so readily available, people can easily get their hands on it. You're going to have to come at it with a very different angle, like versus those of us that started back when, like yourself, me, right. uh, Games Reveal, Bill. Like we, we were there from the beginning. So we kind of like when you look up Steam Deck, we pop up because we've been, you know, we're part of the algorithm. Right. But if you're coming in now, you're going to have to do multiple videos to get caught up in the algorithm. And I know this is a whole nother conversation with the algorithm on YouTube and what mm-hmm. does and doesn't do. What. We've, we've had talks about that. For but like, sure. um, you know, like it, it really comes out. You, you're just going to have to have a different angle. And, you know, I don't know. Like, it, I think it would be harder if someone wants to make a dedicated channel now, especially if they're, you got to be consistent. That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so you're asking sort of like from the perspective of potential content creators, should they do it? Should they, or, or what should they do if they're thinking about doing it? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so certainly, certainly make, excuse me, make videos that you want to make, right? So that's first and foremost. So if you want to make Steam Deck videos and you just can't get that like monkey off your tail, if that's just what you're interested in, then you just do it, try it out. Um, but you're right, Mikhail, that there's, it's, there's a lot of people in this theme, like YouTube <laughs> content create a lot. And I was lucky that I started making videos in, it was September of last year. I want to say, uh, I thought it was too early and people I spoke to thought, it was too early to make those videos, right? To start making Steam Deck videos. They also thought, don't make a Steam Deck channel, make something else so that you have room to grow. And maybe they were right, but also I think that right now in the YouTube world, because there are so many people, you have to like niche down as mm-hmm. much as you can, at least to start. Um, so uh, I think it's Deck Deckverse is making like Steam Deck videos with like a digital foundry spin. And so that's how I think he went and made it sort of his own thing. And I think he's mad so I, at me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, well, well, because like I, I think, uh, yeah, because he fo- he followed me. Well, no, I followed him, and mm-hmm. um, I do have a few more minutes, by the way, so we can go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So yeah, he he, I, I followed him because I was following uh, several Steam Deck uh, creators, and then. I don't know, like, Twitter tends to unfollow me from people, I guess, if I'm Mm. not interacting with them. So occasionally I've had people I get unfollowed from, and then I got a DM from him, and he's like, oh, what happened? He's like, you unfollowed me. I was like, I did? Like, I I didn't know, and I was like, yo, it's not anything personal. 
But I was like, yeah. wait, were you following me? Yeah, he wasn't following me. But I That's re-followed what... him. <laughs> I re-followed him, but, like, you know, like, he, he doesn't talk to me anymore. I'm like, dude, I'm, I, it was not anything personal. Like, I, I didn't even yeah. know. Cause, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube does that, too, right? Like, yeah. Like you said, it's based on the engagement. So I've had people tell me, like, hey, are you still making videos? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh that means you haven't been clicking my videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know you haven't been clicking them because YouTube stops like showing them to you after you stop yeah. clicking them. And you know, YouTube is they're they're based on just a few stats. Like you think you you gotta care about all these things. It's pretty much you gotta care about click through rate and average view duration. If you care about mm-hmm. those two, you can pretty much forget about the other stuff. Just care about those yeah. two, and you'll you'll be golden. Um, but yeah, so, so. So, sorry, sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, deck first, right? So he that's his that's his spin, and I think that's what you need to do if you really if you really feel a passion for making Steam Deck videos, then sure. But you like Mikhail, like you're advising. You've got to find a way to make it your own because I, at this point, I, I can't think of a way to make a new Steam Deck channel that hasn't been done yet. I'm sure someone out there can, so go ahead. But there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff already out there, and, and it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little challenging. So, which is why you got to make videos that you're passionate about because you're going to be doing this for a while. Yeah. You know, and, I kind of wish in, in in many ways I do wish like I had made a separate channel when I, cause I, I switched, I started switching my content to, to steam deck just because one, you know, I, I love Linux. I love the platform. I love the, the steam deck and like everything else that I was doing, made my hand, everything else <laughs> that I was doing. Um, I just got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm not really that interested in it. Like, uh, you know, I, I've, I do variety content, but I've started niching down and more. So when I started niching down on steam deck doing tutorials and so on, one other thing too, if you're going to do steam deck content, make evergreen content tutorials, how to's and such, because people will continue to go back to them. Even if they don't look at your new stuff, they'll, they'll keep going. Yeah. So like, you know, I started doing that. I started having fun with that, you know, reviewing steam deck accessories. There are times when I'll review something else, like, you know, if I review like a Switch product or a Switch game, or I review a game, just you know, like PlayStation or whatever, you know, and they don't do as well as if I did something specifically dedicated to the Steam Deck, and it's because my audience now they don't care about that. But yeah. you know, for me, the reason I still cover other stuff is one, I've got a lot of obligations to maintain. Okay, I got this game code. I got to do this video, but I'm also shifting to where, okay, I want to review this game on Steam Deck as opposed to PlayStation, which is just, like I said, the bottom <laughs> the Cocoa Belly yeah. player. Yeah. Um, and also, like, how it fits into my life and how, as a parent with a little monster running around, yes, you, <laughs> uh, you know, like, how it fits into my life. But yeah, you've got to have an angle because I, I, yeah, if I had made a separate channel, I think it would have been better because I think it would have grown further than what it was. Uh, I think before I focused in on Steam Deck content, I was at about 7,000 or so subscribers and now I'm at uh, 15 going on 16,000, but it should have been me making a whole separate channel for that. So that's... (laughs) I would recommend watching, um, there's this channel, I think, so he split off into two different channels. I think the channel's name originally was gaming, gaming, the systems or game, the systems. And I don't, I hadn't watched this channel before, but he made a video called my retro channel blew up. I think it's called. So oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so he split off into two channels, game, the systems, retro and game, the systems, modern, because he was kind of having the same problem that you're talking about where he had retro videos and then he had like fix it repair videos um and the the audience for one was sort of cannibalizing the views for the other type of videos so what he did was he stuck with the the channel that he had being the the modern the fix it repair videos 
um, mm-hmm. since that was what the audience was watching. And then he moved the retro content to another channel, which was what yeah. he had started with the retro content, but he moved it to another channel. And now both channels seem to be doing well for him. But that video was really, really entertaining and really like informative to see the process of actually having to split a channel, having to deal with like this audience problem and yeah. how he, how he found a solution to that. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, uh, <laughs> yes. Oh <my> <laughs> yes. You on yes. the timer too. She, she is, she is. Um, <laughs> yeah. When you, when you make uh content, you really do have to get to a point where you niche down. I understand there's that desire to want to like experiment and do everything. You should find out what you want to do. But then when you start seeing. Yeah. When you start seeing <laughs> like, the, <laughs> like that something gain traction, yeah. it's, it's like an intersection, right? There's uh, the stuff that you like doing, the stuff that you like mm-hmm. making. And the stuff that people are are watching that enjoy what you make, right? Yeah. So you have to find the intersection of those two circles and stick to that. Yeah. All right. So uh, right before we go, anything you want to leave the audience with or promote or anything? Uh, I'm Fandadec. I'm Richard at Fandadec. So you can find me at youtube.com slash at Fandadec with the new fancy YouTube handles. I'm on Twitter at Fandadec. So yeah, I make Steam Deck videos every week, and it's awesome. I, I love Steam Deck, so <laughs> go ahead and check it out. Awesome, awesome. And again, you know, it's an honor having you on the show. Uh, definitely would love to have you back on. Absolutely. This was you, fun. You, you want to say something? No? <laughs> she, she does. <laughs> she wants to be heard. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'd definitely love to have you back on the show. Uh, honor having you on. And, uh yeah, I'll probably be in my normal setup because I'm. I I want to do this one live with my audience because they're really really excited to see this. Um, but my wife had to work today; she had to go into the office. So I was like, okay, well, all right, let's do this recording. So yeah, yeah so uh, but yeah, well, let's let definitely. Me, do, oh, good. Let me know if you do like a premiere. If I if I can time it so that I can be in the chat, I will do that. Okay. Cool. Cool. Definitely will. And all that being said, you guys can catch this episode and many other episodes of Decked Up a Steam Deck podcast on all major podcasts and outlets. Uh, we just got on Amazon uh, Music, which is interesting. They have podcasts there. But yeah, we're there. So check us out there. Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and all the likes. And uh, with that being said, we're signing out. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Uh, get your Steam Decks and deck them. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Peace.